Welcome to Within WordPress, the 2024 edition. I had to think about that because what is that? The first month of the year, the second month, am I, am I legally allowed to, to doubt the year still? February. No, it's not. Where are we? Yes, February. It's February. Welcome to Within WordPress, the podcast about WordPress and all its fine people inside that wonderful community. Uh, today with us is a YouTube legend, um, at least in my eyes. Uh, welcome, Jamie. Hi, Rankus. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh, good. So it's, it's, I think it's almost impossible for people to not know who you are if they're on YouTube. Every now and then, and especially if they are curious about what we can do with that wonderful site editor. Yeah. But for those of uh, the listeners that don't know you slash YouTube, uh, please introduce yourself. So how long do you want? Do you want a short one? Actually, sure. I'm going to give you a bit more. I give, I'm going to give you a bit more. So I, I've worked all my life in publishing. Mm -hmm. um, prior to founding Poodle Press, about 14 years ago, I worked in, I ran a publishing company. So um, online publishing company, it was the MD. And, uh, that was, uh, I'm going back now because people don't know this context sometimes. So, uh, that was, a uh, in the health sector and we did online publishing, but we also bought some, uh, sort of traditional publishing companies, paper. Uh, -huh. uh, and then prior to that, I was, um, CTO of a marketing services business again in publishing. And then prior to that, I was an MD. We're going back of a, uh, another business, but always in publishing. Um, and, but those businesses I've, I've been in a mixture of public businesses and also private businesses. And I've been at board level at, um, technical and also commercial roles. So I have a, I have a long, long, my whole life has been, uh, yeah. in publishing in both sides of the technical and the commercial, I guess my. I guess my USP would be, I kind of sit in the middle of those two groups of people. I've been able to communicate from the te technical people, understand enough about the technical stuff to be able to communicate it yeah. uh, to the commercial stuff. But I'm fascinated by helping people grow online businesses, I guess, is, is what I'm sort of steeped in. You so, but I love, I love publishing. I love the history of markup languages. I love the freedom WordPress gives you. I'm kind of geeky around that sort of, that sort of stuff, I guess. That's my, so that's my, that's a brief potted his, history of my background. And then over the last 14 years, I've been running WordPress and we are steeped in WordPress. Started off as a training business, then also added plugins onto that, which accounted for about 50% of the revenue. Um, and then over the last three years, I've been going on to, um, committing to YouTube, I guess you'd say, and yep. growing that. So I'm now about 21,000 subscribers. And so people in the WordPress community know me as a YouTuber, not as anything else, which is why I mentioned all that other stuff before. Yeah, yeah. You said MD, what does MD stand for? In Managing director. Okay. So running the thing. Yeah. Cool. So I ran, a, I ran, um, yeah, I mean, lots of, lots of, lots of stories about corporate life. So, you know, part of me. I've been sort of running my own business for 14 years, but part of me does hanker back to those days of, uh, being in a part of my brain still misses that whole going to board meetings. Mm. You miss that, 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 that whole thing. I kind of, that part of me is really missing that at the moment, uh, and having a big team to run. Um, so yeah, I'm sort of, I'm slightly drawn to that stuff. Interesting. But I'm also not... repelled by it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, so I, I fit in the the latter category mostly. Um, yeah, I'm a large large insurance company uh, here in the Netherlands as a project manager. So uh, okay, small teams of project leads. Uh, yeah, I'm putting them to work. Um, the one thing I don't enjoy about that was the actual um, the let's have another meeting. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. sort. Of, um, the work was good, but. Um, so uh, I'm not, so this is me assuming, but I assume you don't miss the meetings, but you miss the dynamic of working with other people. I miss, I miss working with teams. Yeah. Do you know, part of me doesn't, 
Barnaby does miss the meetings a little bit, um, but they were dreadful, clearly, um, most of them, and a complete waste of, yeah, because I drive four hours for these meetings and you've got 10 people in a room and it's just the worst environment to try and make decisions or get stuff done. So it's a terrible, but I do miss it. I do miss it. Um, I, I get the interaction part. That, that, that I totally get. Um, but I think what it does give you, having that sort of living a lot of lives, especially within WordPress, and I'm, I'm trying to put a video together on this at the moment, is that we all tend to see our worlds in WordPress as kind of here. And a lot mm -hmm. of the, I think a lot of the toxicity and a lot of the conversations happen here. Whereas WordPress is obviously 43% of the web. And it's, you know, in my new role as YouTuber, I get to talk to a lot of people about their projects and it's just been, and the last week has been mind blowing the stuff, the incredible stuff, which I'm going to do a video about, so I'm not going to dive into it now, but the, the incredible stuff people are doing with WordPress, which I had absolutely no comprehension of. Mm. And it's just mind blowing some of the stuff people are doing, um, with it. Like so you learn types, all these types, amazing types, stories, but, but, but we all kind of. I think we're guilty. I'm guilty of it. We all kind of sit in these corridors and we think, oh, this is WordPress. It's not doing what I want it to do. Whereas actually, if you have, if you, if you start to get this wider perspective, I think it helps alleviate some of that. Oh, it just gives you a, a bit of awareness, but it's impossible to know WordPress is what I'm, is probably where I'm going with this. It's like this incredible beast of a platform. I agree. I agree. Um. Is it the uh, diversity of the types of sites that they build with or the, the types of problems that they're solving with it? Yeah, the types. Well, a few things. One, like the, the types of the applications they're building with it. Yeah. Incredible stuff. The types of sites they're building with it. Their roles, I think, is a big one. And their personal interactions with the community, which, you know, you know some of those. But when you actually speak to people, like I was speaking to Justin Tadlock the other day, and some of the stuff he's got on his plate is, you know, mo monumental in terms of the resources they've got and what their challenges are to communicate that stuff. Yeah. So you, if you sit in somebody's seat for half an hour, you get a completely different um, perspective on the WordPress world. So I think that's a really interesting place to be. So I have quite a wide, I mean, I, I think I have quite a wide perspective on it because I, I've trained 5,000 people on WordPress personally, face-to-face -face over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Built hundreds of sites through my, I do a one-day course thing, which is Word, called WordPress Express, where we build a site to get with one client over in one day, which is, so I've built lots of those. Um, I've lectured at Regent University. I've run classes for the Guardian Masterclass. Um, I've now got a YouTube channel. I've interviewed Matt Mullenweg and Rand Fishkin and Matthias and you kind of come out of all that stuff and you feel like you have a fairly wide perspective, but you know, in the last week I've gone, oh, do I know nothing <laughs> what people are doing? And if I, you know, if I know nothing and I'm speaking to a lot of people, plus I have kind of a background in publishing and I, I know commercial publishing, the commercial publishing side, and also some of the technical stuff, then it's quite hard to, you know, I, I think what I'm getting at is that I understand why people some of the toxicity in WordPress, because I think a lot of, we see through our own lenses a lot of the time. And then project that onto other others. Hey? And then project, project that onto others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I see that a lot as well. Um, but the, the, the lenses thing is interesting. Um, I think for, for one, uh, uh, historically it's been a benefit. Um, Mostly because I think the lens forces you to also focus on making whatever you're 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 using the tool in this case WordPress uh, service your goals your yeah the things you want to build so it kind of helps to just um, like go really deep into this is the only version of WordPress that I see um, and, and for years the the biggest example for me has been the communities built around uh page builders so uh, yeah. Diff, uh yeah. elementor uh, and bricks of late is one that really uh stands out as well is that people are so deep down into that tunnel of this is the way yeah that i go like well it's your way yeah 
not the way. Yeah, and I think I'm generalizing here, but I think a lot of the folks in the BRICS community are probably agencies. Well, they are generalizing, but probably agencies, fairly small agencies that have this is you know that fits beautifully into that workflow, which is fantastic. It's not fantastic though then to say this is, you know, this is like that wouldn't be the workflow that. Um, like the agent, the guys at Human Made would want to use because they're doing enterprise projects. Uh, so it's completely wrong for that scenario. So I think that's where you need, that's where a wider perspective helps because then you can say, actually, it's all right for this, for this use case, but actually, if we want to do this, then it's probably not the right tool. Yeah. Um, and that perspective helps to, to relieve some of the toxicity around that stuff, I think. I, I, I tend to agree. The, um, so, so my background, uh, is um, I've worked at a large insurance company, um, so, sort of the glue between HR and IT, yeah, uh, and vice versa. Uh, and from there, so that's an enterprise environment. Uh, we work with stuff like PeopleSoft and Oracle, and you know, <laughs> humongously expensive uh, projects yeah. and software yeah. things. I then, um, and, and uh, April first this year, it'll be twenty years ago. But then dived into the world of, uh, I need a website. Uh, let me build one. Well, first one I actually had somebody else build for me. I wanted to make a small change. Uh, I almost had to pay the exact same money again. I was like, okay, let me, let me figure that out myself. Cause I used to build sites in 96 as well. So surely it's not more complicated <laughs> it, uh, in some way it wasn't in some way it wasn't, but the, uh, the result was, is me understanding, uh, the yeah the the enterprise part of how you deal with projects because as soon as i published mine i had a buddy of mine go like that's nice i like that can you build me one like yeah uh, that was not my intent but sure i can so what does it cost i'm like great question i have no idea <laughs> so i just did a small fee uh but he had a lot of friends who said the same thing so i went okay I guess I'm doing this because uh, I like doing it. Uh, weird. But the one thing that always was different for me, uh, certainly at the time, and this we're talking tw 2005 uh, to 2007 range. Okay. Yeah. Is that I understood the enterprise part of it, the yeah, yeah. management part of it. The, yes, I'm doing this, but that I, there's a communication level with the client. There's uh, not me forcing stuff upon them. Because I've been on the other end, right? Yeah. I didn't like yeah. that. So we had, um, at one time, we needed an HR solution, uh, a new. It was built, we had something really uh, antiquated built on AS400. Uh, for those who don't know what that is, that means if you know what it is, you're old. <laughs> um, and the that needed to be replaced. So we were looking at PeopleSoft, we were looking at Oracle, and we, need, and we were looking at... Um, Oh, what's the other ERP? I forgot. But the the stuff that the consultants came with and tried to shove down our throat, I was like, that's weird. We're asking you to provide us with a quote. And yes, you need to do your due diligence and figure this out. But you're supposed to service our needs and not shove it down our throat. Yeah. So that whole knowledge I took to my clients, like, okay, let me let me just hear what you actually want to do instead of me forcing a solution upon you. And I kind of feel, so I, 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 well, I know I had an edge in that uh, for quite a few years, uh, but I kind of feel like we're sort of back in that situation where now people have very strong opinions about the tools within WordPress they, they're using, um, page builders again, that clients don't have an idea of the choices that they're making because their yeah. agency is making, and I know it's, you know, you pay them to do those, but I would, I would say you want to pay for them to make the smartest decision for you specifically. Yeah. Not this, I need this tool. This is the only thing I work with. Yeah. I mean, over the, my business has been a training business for 14 years. And so I would say the majority of people coming. Well, there's two sorts of people. One sort one, they want to learn how to build new sites with WordPress, but then there's another type, which they have, an, they have a website, but they're stuck and they want to be able to update it properly, but it's been built in such a way 
this is absolutely impossible for them to do that. And, and that's purely because the person that built it for them hasn't asked one question, which is, do you ever want to edit your website in the future? Like yeah. that question just doesn't get asked. And it's like, it's, for me, it's the fundamental question that you're responsible. If you're building a site for somebody, you should ask them, do you want to edit this site in the future? Do you want to edit the design? Do you want to edit the content? Yeah. Or and if you don't ask that question, then, you know, or and that's, that's what I see a lot of people in that situation. It's, it's really bad for WordPress because these people are coming away with this. This is WordPress. This is their experience of WordPress. Exactly. Exactly. And I know there's, there's, there are people out there that think that they should never let their clients loose on the content. And that's like, well, ask them, do they, <laughs> you know, is that a requirement of the business? You know, I've just, I've just done a recreation of the NASA website. Yep. They got, 400, they got 436 users. And it's fine to say, you know, we're going to use this tool and we're going to lock it down and we're never going to give our clients access. But what if you're, you're a NASA, you know, that, that, that's, that scenario is completely hopeless because they got 436 people that need access to update content. Or what if you're a publishing company and you've got editors and journalists? Yeah. You know, it's like, so for me, that's, um, and there's been a myriad of ways I've sort of bad practice. I've seen the way. And some of this is malevolent, right? I think people tie down sites. I've certainly seen this. I'm not saying everyone does this, but I've certainly seen people tie down sites because they want to extract more money from the, yeah. from the customer. I, I see this a lot. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. 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 So the, yeah. the, the vendor lock-in that they create, yeah, uh, doesn't only happen in, for instance, a page builder, but it also happens in what they make available for the client. I, it's, uh, I see it way more often now than I did in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I've seen hundreds of these over the years and there's some really, you know, smart ways that people do this, yep. uh, you know, like, and they'll, they'll sell it as a benefit, but again, they haven't asked the question, do you want to edit your content or do you want to change the, excuse me, change the design? So, you know, custom themes is a, is a really good way to do it. So, um, and then I've seen ACF misused a lot in the way people build, build out sites for customers when they didn't need to, I mean, frankly, you know, over-engineering with ACF is a really good way to extract money yeah. uh, from customers, but they'll do it in the guise of, from my experience, and I'm only talking about customer stories that people have told me, it's been sold in as, if you use a, if you use a, like a template or a theme that isn't bespoke, your site will look like everybody else's. So you need a bespoke theme customized by us. And, um, uh, <laughs> And other ways that they, um, kind of lock this stuff down. And so they'll sell it, they'll sell it as a benefit, but actually what they're doing is just, it's just extorting money from customers yeah. in the long run. And so people, again, are left with a bad, ex a bad experience of WordPress. So I'm, I'm quite on a mission not to, not to, uh, what to show people there's a better way in terms yeah. of the end users. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask, cause the, um, your channel is mostly about, uh, what you can do with the block editor and the site editor. Yeah. Uh, uh, products from, uh, project Gutenberg. Yep. Um, by now I know this is a conscious decision, but how much of a conscious decision was it when you started, uh, really, uh, buckling down on, on the, on, on the video content? Like, is the educator in you saying, okay, obviously there's a gap here. Yeah, no, it wasn't that it was, I, I mean, it wasn't that, um, conscious of thing. I just, I think I was just getting irritated by a lot of, there's so much inf misinformation about uh, WordPress. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like if you take up golf and so for me as a, as somebody that likes learning, loves learning, um, I used to be a tennis coach as well, by the way, I don't know if people know that. So I used to be a tennis coach and that I don't was think my did. college education. So. Um, that was my first sort of experience of teaching people, but with tennis, you see it a lot. So if you you see beginners and I could teach somebody to improve their tennis in like 10 minutes and, but you see, you go around and then you see coaches and they're, they're just teaching it the wrong way. If anyone wants to know what those tips are, email me, but, um, and what common with golf as well, what commonly people will do, they won't learn the basics. They'll go off and buy all the 
most expensive rackets and all the most expensive. I'm coming to a metaphor here. The most expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see a lot with WordPress. The first, so beginners will go straight onto a page builder. Yeah. They'll go straight to, you know, and I'm not saying page builders are necessarily wrong, but unless you know the basics of WordPress, unless you know the core stuff, like this, I was getting frustrated that people were doing a lot of stuff or slandering Gutenberg when actually you could do what they were saying you couldn't do. It was perfectly possible to do a lot of the stuff people were um, saying you couldn't do. Um, so I, I had that philosophy. Well, I just show people some, you know, what is possible with Gutenberg rather than saying, you know, rather than saying, shouting at people saying it's you're wrong, you're wrong. You can definitely do this in Gutenberg. I just decided to show more videos where to, to show them you could do stuff in Gutenberg. Um, that was an odd metaphor, but hopefully you get my point. I think the point is you still, see, and you still see loads of misinformation now where people just don't understand what's possible in core. So my, you know, my advice would be, you know, just spend two hours of your life learning what's possible with core WordPress, core Gutenberg. And then if you realize at that point, you can't do what you want to, then, you know, then it's time to start to look for potentially, uh, you know, other solutions for you. But unless you know this stuff, how can you make those decisions? And obviously sticking to core as closely as, closely as possible has so many advantages for sites. So yep. that that's kind of. I think that was the instinct I had in terms of creating the content. And I think that's the mission now, really. So, um, and you keep referring it to uh, Gutenberg, but, uh, I'm going to stick to the, uh, official, uh, stuff. Well, here. yeah, well, I don't want to, again, we can talk about that, but it's, 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 um, <laughs> it's called Gut Gutenberg for a reason. Somebody famous once said, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, the, the site editor. Uh, and the block editor. Yeah. Um, what you're saying is the, uh, learn those two tools first before you dive into, okay, what, okay, this is not like, I can't make it happen in this. And then, yeah. then it starts make making sense to maybe look at page builders. So, um, are you in, so my question here is where do you stand in, um, there's a bunch of plugins that, uh, seriously enhance whatever you can do with the various blocks. Yeah. A cadence is a, is a, is a wonderful uh, example. Yeah. Where do you stand on that? Do you, is that the same, the so? same. So learn core. So cadence is great, but, um, unless you know what's possible with the core stuff, why are you, why are you installing extra plugins? So, you know, there's so much mis honestly, there's so much misunderstanding I see around what's possible with just basic core blocks of what, you know, what you can build out perfectly good sites with. And I see a lot of, for example, if you, and I love cadence and I think, you know, I've used cadence on projects, but I, you know, if you install and the same with Astra, if you install their starter sites or you go and look at their starter sites, I could pretty much build all those starter sites. This is a bold claim. I could build most of those starter sites with core blocks. Right. I think, I think <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they're using their blocks to build them all. And, and for some, for, you know, for, for lots of people, the core blocks will be fine for some people, they won't be, but unless, and it doesn't take long to learn the core blocks or what's possible with them. No, I think they're pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Of the examples, how many, um, how many examples site have you built on the channel now? Like where you recreate a, yeah, I think about, I think about 14 at last count, something like that. Okay. So, so like for... Harry Styles, Tom Cruise, Taylor Swift, NASA, um, TechCrunch, Nike. WordPress.org. WordPress.org, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how many uh, of all yeah. though, let's call them 15. Did you for all just use core blocks? No, um, for actually I did charity water with, um, the guys at Cadence sponsored that one. So I did use some extra blocks for that one. Okay. Uh, and give WP, which was cool. Um, and then the Nike one I used, there were a few blocks in there. I couldn't do, I think that maybe uh, that was a Spectra sponsored video, but I think that it was like a carousel block potentially. Yeah. 
um, maybe a couple of other blocks, but the rest have been core. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I, don't, I don't specifically remember you uh, disclosing what is part of it of your tool set as you're building them. I think you just... Yeah, I normally do. I normally... Yeah, I mean, mostly that. Mostly that. The challenge is really to try and do them with core blocks and no CSS. Yeah. That's the sort of challenge I set. And obviously, that's not always possible. Um, but it's interesting to see how far you can get with that. What's been the one that uh, uh, yielded the most uh, responses and uh, positive or negative? Um, do you know, don't, it's interesting, isn't it? Don't tell me the Taylor Swift one. Don't there's, a, there's a mixture of responses to these. Um, the agencies and pros kind of don't like them because they're like, I think they feel like I'm sort of belittling the craft. Uh, to a certain extent, which isn't any attention at all. The sort of DIYers and beginners absolutely love them because they're inspired by yeah. seeing what's possible. And I view these as a bit like, they're not intended as this is a step-by-step -step video tutorial that you're going to get your pen out and write down stuff, right? It's like, it shows you what's possible. It's a bit like I've compared it before to it's a bit like people watching food shows which are huge in england i don't know if, I don't know if they are where you are but chefs are rock stars i don't here. watch tv so i wouldn't know okay well they're huge here so but when you watch, and you know i'll watch a lot of these <laughs> and somebody's making a recipe and I'm, I'm loving it i'm enjoying it but i'll never make that i'll never make that recipe but i see what's possible yeah, yeah. and so it inspires me to some degree to think well i could probably i could probably do that and i think they're a bit Probably like that. a little bit more garlic in the next dish I make. <laughs> but there are, there are, I try and, I try and pick sites that do have, um, learning points in them as well. That's what, like the NASA one, it had some really cool stuff with the query loop block, mm -hmm. that, um, like some cool grids that I built with the query loop block and, um, the cover block essentially. And so that was, there's some really good learning in there as well. What are the, what are the things that stand out most then? Because if, if you get mixed, uh, uh, I wouldn't say mixed. I, I mean, mostly very pe mostly people love them to be honest. It's just oh, the okay. occasional, it's the occasional person that snipes, but it's very, I would say that's 1%. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's not, that's, that's a, that's a good, uh, addendum. Cause I, 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 I kind of almost guessed like a third is, is whining and two thirds is happy or whatever. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's. It's universally, I mean, most of the videos on my channel get really nice, um, feedback and comments. I hardly ever get any, well, hardly any, any, any negative stuff at all, which is fantastic. When I'm posting my own channel, it's different if I post on Twitter. Is it? What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I always get, I always get one person who dislikes all my videos within about 10 seconds of me publishing them. Really? Yeah. Jeez, how petty. So they're following me and just literally with the intention of hitting that thumbs down button. So I guess you didn't mind uh, YouTube uh, sort of making that less prominent in... Uh... Yeah, it's, honestly, that's really... I mean, we see it, as you know, as creators, but um, not having it public is fantastic. And they did it for mental health reasons, which is yeah, I mean, know, I great. It. And it definitely helps. Yeah. That's... I mean, it's it's incredibly petty but it's also hilarious <laughs> like apparently some person's goal in life is to download yeah. whatever they can yeah it's extraordinary and you you got to think they're probably not having a good time no and probably not okay so you know you can't be too harsh <laughs> things can't be going too well if that's their part of their daily routine <laughs> oh lord that's uh, i i can't but see the hilarity of it. Like, what is going on in your head? That is your primary thing to do. Yeah. But that's good. Because I, I, so what I see a lot is, uh, um, uh, I mean, I'm one of the people that subscribe to your channel. Uh, Thank I you. Quite a few of your videos, uh, just for uh, like, how does he present? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I released a video on, um, and Vato yesterday, they, they commissioned me to make the NASA video. So it went on yeah. their channel and they edited it 
and crikey, it's good. <laughs> like the first 30 seconds are a step above and just in terms of video editing and production and stuff that I've first, cause it's just, it's just time. It's just me doing this editing at yep. the moment, but it did make me realize, wouldn't it be great one day to have a video editing team that I can just create the content and throw it to them. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the other hook at the start and the video production and it's like energized. It's fantastic. So yeah, it's kind okay. of. So you're going to bring that back to your own channel in some it, way? I'd love to. Yeah. I'm going to, it's made me think I need to raise the bar. I mean, I've been quite, I'm, I'm getting better at structuring my videos and I'm writing one today in terms of how you structure a video. So you hook it at the start and then you create loops in the video to create interests that draw people back into yep. the part. So I'm creating like a. I've actually got a blueprint, which I'll share with you if you like, actually, um, which is like, you know, this is, this is the hook. This is the setup. This is the first loop. This is the point. And da, 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 da. So I'm starting to introduce more formality kind of structure in the videos in, in YouTube. So you get yeah. better retention rates. Yeah. Um, so I'm fascinated by that whole bit in YouTube. I'm not just fascinated by the WordPress bit, the YouTube bit, getting better at the video making is a a driving obsession of mine at the moment. So, and uh, what I was going with is that, uh, me, yeah, watch sorry. no, no worries. Uh, me watching you, uh, explain stuff and, uh, but also, uh, like, how do you approach solving that, uh, visual problem? Like this is the website. How do I recreate that? Um, that's essentially what drew, drew uh, yeah, I, I, I think that drew me in the most, the, the, um, uh, I recently revisited the very first question I ever asked somebody about WordPress was me shooting an email to Brian Gardner in 2006. Wow. That's great. Where I was like, I don't know how to actually solve this. I sent the email to Brian. Yeah. Five, whatever it was. Uh, and he responded and he said, oh, that's just that. And I got like, okay, <laughs> that was simple. But the... Um, seeing somebody else build stuff that uh was not obvious before and, and then it is obvious i like that concept and I, I i really enjoy your videos doing exactly that so the yeah. educational uh part of it sure there may be uh, uh stuff from the production side of things that you can improve but um i just wanted to give you a compliment on the 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 way that you're presenting the uh the information because i think you're um i mean you made it clear you're sharing a lot of positive comments on twitter as well on people comment yeah. on your videos but uh for those listening and uh, never having uh seen any of jamie's videos it's um the the type of uh follow along is just absolutely wonderful um and i've done this i've asked uh my wife to like and you follow what's happening here because this is not what you do. Um, see, see, writes. See, she's wonderful at writing content, and um, she obviously works with WordPress a lot. Yeah, it's the writing that she specializes in, and she goes like, "Yeah, I can actually follow this. This, this makes sense." So oh, that's uh, great. I think part of that is traipsed around the country for ten years, teaching people face to face and I'm, understanding. I'm sure there's that nothing, there's nothing quite you know getting up at four o'clock and getting a train to London every week. Um, there's nothing quite like seeing people actually in front of computers trying to use WordPress. So yeah. you kind of get a, a real respect for how beginners, uh, struggle with interfaces and struggle with aspects of WordPress. And there's nothing quite like having that hands-on experience to make you realize face-to-face -face, makes you realize had hopefully had to explain things in a coherent way. Yeah. Well, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of hard, hard, hard miles and roads traveled. Um, uh, this is me just saying it, it, it shows, but, um, thank uh, you. The, the, the biggest question I have actually in terms of, uh, cause you, you, you've positioned yourself as the educator for all blocks. Let, let's just give you a title there. Um, what is the most frustrating thing? yet that is not yet on the radar of being solved within uh next version is uh, WordPress 6.5 or 6.6 or yeah so I'm actually we're, I'm actually doing a video on this with Brian Cords do you know Brian yep 
So um, we're compiling a list. Uh, I've tweeted it out and people have added to it. So, and what we're going to do is we're going to go through our top things that we think need to be fixed in um, the block editor. And I'm using your terms now in Gutenberg to um, type, kind of take it to the next level. And it's going to, I'm going to get to your answer in a minute. Okay, Rampus, don't worry. It's going to be based on two things. It's going to be based on the block editor and the site editor. And then within those, it's going to be based on two things, which is UI and functionality. Okay. Yeah. So very, very high level, very simple. Uh, and then we're going to go, we, we're both going to pitch what we think needs to be improved and how, and then we're going to score them out of 10 in terms of importance mm. to actually take it to the next level. Um, this is, this is based on, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to preface it with the context is if you look at the stats for current usage of block themes, if we look at the site editor, it's still not growing very quickly at all. Okay. Which for me is a huge issue. The biggest issue I think WordPress faces, I don't think it's acknowledged properly. Um, because there's a huge amount of effort going into block themes and the site editor at the moment. If you look at the, just the amount of resource that's going into it, the amount of passion and love. Yep. But if you look at actually the non core block themes on WordPress, um, dot repo and we're tracking it, me and, um, I can't remember his name, sorry, Heinrich. Heinrich are tra um, tracking this. So he built a website where you can actually see how many block themes are being used. The growth is really still very low. And if you look at some of the most, the best block themes out there, like Ollie and Spectra One, and Spectra One has the team behind Brainstorm Force behind it. It's just not growing. It's got, it's, I looked yesterday, it's getting about 127 downloads a day, which if you compare that to like Cadence, yeah, which is like six, seven, no, I think Astra is about six, 7,000 or something like that. So there is an issue at the moment in terms of adoption for block themes. Um, and the issue is if that doesn't improve, then the ecosystem that builds on top of those things doesn't start to grow as well. So the pro ecosystem, because the pro e ecosystem won't grow because the market isn't there for those pro plugins. So could it be different? Could it be that the um, realization of all design control that you have with a block theme uh, and obviously the more mature the block theme is the better so in my mind uh, Spectre is a good example uh, yeah uh, but most certainly Ollie uh, most certainly Frost yeah could it be that because they are so mature that you don't really need that much variety in block themes because you have control over background colors. You can add images. You can do this. You can do that. There's so much stuff that you can do with just a base template. That's certainly true. But if you look at the overall usage of block themes compared to classic themes, it's about 2% at the moment. Now, it was going to be low because they're new. Yeah. We're, we're not you seeing the growth in it. It's activated. Sorry? You mean the amount of themes activated on live WordPress sites? Yeah. 2% of those have block themes active. This is according to the, this is only the WordPress.org repo stats. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about, I think it was when I looked, it was about one or 2%, tiny, tiny. And so, the growth is tiny, tiny in these themes. So they're just, and my, my contention is, and this is where we're going to focus the video. My contention is the, the, the whole problem around it. The big challenge at the moment with block themes is usability. Mm. They're really hard to use compared to a classic theme. Yeah. Out of the box, a block theme, out of the box, a block theme is far more powerful than a classic theme. Yep. Just as, you know, if you just, they just are. So every block theme starts with this incredible amount of power, like a theme customizer. You can customize WooCommerce now. You can, you know, it's just, you can, there's so much you, you can do with it, but unless. I can give it to a beginner and they, they can start using it and understanding it very quickly. Mm. My contention is the adoption. We're not going to see the adoption that we want. And we want to see the adoption because block themes level up WordPress for everyone. They give everyone this huge power. Yeah. Um, and now I can, I've run training courses for 10 years for beginners and I can give, I know I can give a beginner. Um, like Bloxy, 
and teach them for 10 minutes and they can be customize it, change the design, change the fonts, change the page layouts, do a lot or cadence. I run a three hour course now called master block themes. And at the end of that course, people are still struggling to use block themes. That's, that's the level of challenge I think we've got. Interesting. And I would, you know, I would say to the development team, go and give a block theme to a beginner and see what happens. Uh, well, uh, I've seen what had happens because my son needed a website uh, and I was like, well, I can build it for you, but here's a, here's an interesting idea. Why don't you learn how to build it? Okay. How'd it go? And uh, well, not too great. Yeah. Cause certain controls are just hidden. You don't know them. Like the whole concept of clicking on a block that opens a sidebar that has a sidebar within the sidebar. Yeah. Design section. Um, then there's important stuff in the advanced, uh, sections. Why? Um, so he couldn't get to the point that he said, I understand what I'm doing. He got to the point where, okay, this is how it, inserting a block works. But if you, for instance, you have no concept of what columns and rows mean. Yeah. Or groups in, or groups, then or stacking or flex or templates or template parts or patterns. There's all these, there's yeah. all these concepts, which are, we understand, I understand them because I'm doing this every day and I love it. I love the creative challenge of it but I can't give it to a beginner or a lot of no, people. No, it's, it's still a challenge. So my, my, and, and actually his biggest um, feedback was, what's up with the navigation? Well, that actually I was going to come, I was going to come to that point. That is, that was the most, uh, there was, a, um, if there was one thing I would say that needs fixing. It's the, it's the whole, there are now four places to edit the navigation block. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them come close to the old experience. Uh, no. Um, yes. Yeah, so there are some, so there are some, I would say everyone, <laughs> I would say everyone in the development team or who works on Gutenberg should be forced to run a training course <laughs> Yeah, and, be sh and should be forced to go and build 10, 10 websites with it. I think that'd be a good start. And also I would say let's hire a company to do some user testing. Yeah. Because I think it's a big issue. I, you know, I love themes and I want to see them. I want to see everyone using them because as I said, they level up WordPress. They level up the things you can do with WordPress. Uh, but unless, unless they become, I think I mean, my view is they need to become as if they are going to disrupt could, for them to succeed, they have to disrupt the classic theme market. Yeah. They have yeah. to. So unless they become as easy to use as a classic theme. That for me is, if I was running it, uh, that's the challenge I would set the team. Within a year, I want this experience to be as easy to use as a, as a classic theme. Off you go. And <laughs> see so in a year. Is, a, is an onboarding wizard, is that where the magic should happen? I think it's way bigger than that, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I would guess as well, but is, is that where the answer? Yeah, I mean, that would, certain, that would certainly help because actually there is an argument to, says, to say, um, you don't have to get into, you know, if you're happy with the design, there's, you don't have to get into editing templates. You only have to edit templates if you want to change the default design of the theme. So a beginner might not want to do that. So an onboard, onboarding wizard would certainly get them like the stuff Mike did with Ollie was fantastic. You know, yep. that would definitely be fantastic to put into core, something like that. Um, but I do think there is, you know, I th personally think there, were, there was an opportunity to almost create a layer on top of, for beginners, a layer on top of, and this could be filled by a commercial product potentially, but a, a sort of abstracted layer on top of the site editor, which, which almost is a bit like the customizer experience where a beginner can literally go in and say, I want to change this template to this template design without having to go in and shift group blocks and understand, uh, you know, uh, flex roadblocks and stacking yeah it's yeah they're interesting words if you have absolutely zero concept of what it actually means and patterns and sync patterns and you know there's a there's a level of complexity which is fantastic override. and what's right sync pattern overrides like sync pattern overrides partially sync patterns yeah. you know I, I understand all this stuff because i'm doing it every day and i'm obsessed by it but 
I think that's the, you know, as simple terms, that's the challenge to make them as simple to use as a classic theme. Yeah. Well, uh, if not, well you, I would argue that classic themes were never that simple to use, but there are, are, are a few components in that that just make more sense. The, the navigation for me, the sidebars uh, and the widgets, that still works better for me. Yeah. In, yeah, in I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I, I'm a big fan of a fully abstracted navigation experience. Yeah. Yeah. Building the, menus in an abstracted way. And then we have some of that. So we have now, we have three ways, four ways, as I say, to build a menu. None of which, <laughs> none of which quite do what you want. Some of them, there's really it, weird, uh, one weird one now, which I sometimes get to. I don't know how I get there. It's a bit like going down a labyrinth. Um, it is the number one question I get from clients. And I have really tech savvy clients. Like, yeah, they can. What are, what are the issues they're having with it? Is it just the UI or is it actual functionality? Uh, I think a little bit of both because the UI is so weird and small in places that it's difficult for them to fully feel flexible and just adding something wherever they want. There's, you have to click around quite a few th times to actually have that uh, extra menu item added. Um, yeah. And then to then choose between the different things. Um, what if you have a site that has um, a couple of hundred pages and some of the page uh, titles are similar? You just can't find the one you need. So you then need to revert back to a custom link. Um, yeah. Uh, and they go, just, can you please fix it? And I'm fine. You know, just tell me which one you need to add and I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen for you. But that is the number one. That is by far the number one. And I've been building, yeah. um, uh, site editor themes from, uh, day one. So that's probably, what is it? 18 months ago now. Yeah. Uh, I've built, I would say around probably 30, 35 of them. Okay. I've had a few clients where they didn't uh, necessarily ask me to do it for them, but I've converted classic themes over to uh, full site editing themes where it makes sense just to give myself the experience. Like I didn't charge them for it. Yeah. And visually it's the same thing for them. But um, that is the number one question. Like, please help me with this menu. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's the, it's the block that has the biggest stress. At the no. moment, what's the number two for you? Um, you don't need to explain the whole video, like all the things, but I'm curious. <laughs> number two block. Um, or 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 I think the biggest, yeah, the biggest confusion I see, um, from customers is what the heck is a group block? Because a lot of these themes, you're and I understand what group blocks are for. But just conceptually, what their what their intention is and what they're doing. Like if you install the twenty twenty four theme, which I absolutely love, yeah, and you start to edit it, like you edit the header. I think we've got we've got rows, we've got two row blocks in a group block, and so already we're. I might be wrong on that, but we've definitely got. I think we've got two row blocks in the header, maybe a group block as well. But a row a row is a group block, yeah. Um, but, you know, immediately we're in. Give that to me, give that to, give that to a normal person. And they go, well, where's, where's my, how do I select the navigation? Yeah. So we have this amazing power because it's built with blocks, but we have this amazing complexity because it's made with, with blocks and the challenge is how do you simplify that experience? And I don't think twiddling around making little UI changes. No. Is going to cut it. I think there's, oh, there's, 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 a, be there's a bigger question to be asked around what the end goal is. Yeah. And ca can we allow ourselves to put so much energy into so much resource in, into building this amazing thing and still be at this level of adoption this time next year? Right. Oh. That'd be the biggest question I would ask the team. Yeah. So the, the navigation thing is, uh, I think is actually critical in this. Um, yeah. And how long it's been since you've seen my site. Uh, but I actually have uh, a site logo name. Then I have the menu in the middle. And then I have okay. to the right. And then I also have a hidden menu, which is only visible in mobile. Okay, different menu items. 
Yeah. So the, yeah. the amount of work that I had to put in, because that's the way I wanted to have it set up. Yeah. The amount of work that I had to put in, understanding full well how it works. Yeah. Is beyond. And that's a, that's literally a two minute job in Bloxy or Cadence or Astra. Possibly. Yeah. Sure it is. I mean, they got, a, they got, a, you know, you build your menu, you select which, which menu you want that to be allocated to. Then you go into their lovely little drag and drop header builder in the customizer. Oh yeah. Drag yeah. your menu across and you're off to the races. Yeah. So that's, that's stuff that. That's the challenge right there. Right. I think that so experience. Speaking of challenges, you, uh, in your introduction, you mentioned that, um, you're also running uh, a plugin business. Yep. How has your concept of plugins changed as you're deep diving into what, uh, what a block theme is and what you can do with that? Well, uh, it's informed it a bit actually, because our plugins are mostly block based plugins mm -hmm. and we built a, we built and support for block themes. I think it's longer than eight, longer than 18 months ago. Yeah. Much longer. So whenever it was first muted, but. But again, we haven't seen the, t compared to the, how people are using plugins with classic themes, we haven't seen the take up with those that I predicted because we haven't seen the mass adoption of block themes yet, which goes back to my point of, unless there is more ad adoption, we won't see a premium ecosystem developing around block themes that add extra cool and whizzy stuff to them which will harm the overall project because those add value to it and spread the word. So we're then back to the page builders that in that context do make sense because they're Wait, solving the problem, but they're overtaking it entirely. Well, they're not, they're, they're not solving the problem. They're, they're replicating what it can do in many cases in a, in a, well, I wouldn't say in an easier way. Like I would say using, in terms of UI, uh, using a block theme has a learning curve, using bricks has a learning curve. Sure. The opportunity for block themes is to have a much lower learning curve because it's inherent in WordPress and obviously it's free than a page builder because yeah. it's called WordPress. That's, that's the huge huge goal and opportunity for WordPress at the moment. Um, question, cause which I don't know the answer to this of all the page builders out there, if you were to, uh, switch from the page builder solution to a block theme, how many of the page builders out there keep the, at least the content in place? Bricks does. Well, I'm going to test this properly, but Bricks does to a certain degree. It, um, I think it dumps it into some blocks. Okay. But I haven't checked the formatting. Um, Divi's going to apparently with version five at the moment, it's just a pile of short codes. Um, they're all, I think they're all pretty much dumped short codes. Um, WP bakery. Yep. Short code. So just a page of gibberish. Basically you lose everything. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Beaver Builders. You know about Beaver Builder? What happens with that one? Uh, it's been a few years since I've actively used them. Um, what it does, it opens a second editor, uh, and that's where you do your thing. So I, I would imagine that's not a. Um, uh, yeah. So Divi's professing that it's going to support. What's going to? I mean, they've been a bit vague about it, to be honest. Um. It's going to support Gutenberg more, more in line with Gutenberg, but I'm not sure to what degree that I'm not sure quite what that means. Um, so yeah, I think Bricks is yet to be tested, but I think Bricks has the, the least friction for moving. I'm, I'm asking because Matt Mullenweg at the state of the word, uh, in the yeah. grid, uh, this year, um, put a high focus on data portability. Yeah. Um, obviously from outside going into WordPress as uh, one of the, the things to fix, but also, uh, um, 
within WordPress itself. Um, I was kind of wondering how some of the popular solutions out there are actually understanding what this means for their products. So the vendor lock-in, uh, whether that's on the agency level or whether that's on the page builder level, level um, yeah. are we finally going to see the end of that? No. No. Because that's, I think... That's <laughs> a careful answer right there. <laughs> because this vested in... Not gonna we, well, we, we might, well, and, and I know um, there's been solutions to go from, I think, Divi to Gutenberg, I think I saw. Um, but we can have the technical solution, but it's it's... There's other ways to lock. There's other ways that vendors lock people in. Yeah, I, the I guess the agent right? level is difficult to solve, but uh, I think I'm more curious about um, interoperability. Interoperability between. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I think that'd be an amazing, amazing thing, and a great thing for WordPress. So I, I was really pleased to see that focus on it. But I do think vendors lock people in, in many other ways, like creating lots of misinformation on the internet, yep. which is huge. Um, I'm going to do a video on that. Um, and a lot of that is purposefully confusing oh, people and using oh, terminals. Well, how long is your list of videos that you have two, decided you're going to make? 250. Seriously. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> but how, I've got... How long is the list of videos you're actively working on? Um... Oh, only about five, but that's like writing. That's like writing ideas. So yeah. yes, but like, they kind of bubble up. They bubble up. So I'll have a long list. I'll just have an idea, put them in the spreadsheet. I'm very basic workflow. I have about it gets seventy-five. Me hey, I have about seventy-five. Yeah, it's amazing that's how it grows. Right, but, but defined as this video needs to happen. I have uh, three in the works. Yeah, but that those are different numbers, Jamie. So 250 is decided. How long is the list of undecided? Because if we're going no, down... 200, no, 250 is, I guess, really ideas I'm excited about. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want to make. And they won't all get made, obviously, because that's a lot one of... One out of 20 doesn't make it? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't studied the SAS. It's, I mean, basically, it's what I'm excited about, really, and what makes sense at that time and what's useful. And then I have a series of videos. So I like the idea of having like series of videos, repeatable things that you don't necessarily, the formats are kind of set. Yep. So the, the website recreations are a series. Mm -hmm. That's just ongoing. And then I'm doing a new series with my daughters, kind of complete beginner build, dot, dot, dot. How's that going? Um, cool. They just did, um, it's cool actually. They just did Cadence AI. Can you yep. build a website, kind of complete beginner build a website with Cadence AI in 10 minutes? So they've just recorded that this week. We're just editing that one at the moment. So that'll be a series and those are sponsored. So companies are paying to be for a brutally honest look at how beginners yeah, use their yeah. products, Cool, which is, which is helping fund their university education because they're both at uni now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm talking to Matt Cromwell. I, I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm talking to Matt Cromwell about maybe doing a series of videos. Uh, which is, he's doing a new blog series called Shiny New Plugins, where we like look at the yep. new plugins coming in. And we, I used to watch this show in the 80s on in, in TV where they'd look at the, the latest uh, music releases and review them. So I'd like mm -hmm. a format like that. Yeah. Um, so I like this idea of creating like these series that you, you kind of, you can repeat. Uh, I like the idea of formats so people know what they're getting when they, when they sort yeah. of tune in. I think that's probably smart. And yeah, so I've got a few other ones. Um, I've got this really cool idea, which I spoke to Justin Tadlock about. This is the most exciting idea, um, which I'll get you on as well, if you're up for it. But like a world, it's going to be called World, WordPress World Series. Yeah. So it's basically an hour long show live. And it's basically two people challenge against each other. So think like, wrestling posters, all that sort of stuff. And I show them a design and then they get half an hour each to who can build it the fastest and the best. Who can, well, who can build it the best? So I'm still working through the format, but it'll be, it has to be possible in Gutenberg in, in the block editor. 
and then we do like, this is the challenge. And then you do it for 15 minutes, you stop. And then Justin does it for 15 minutes, he stops. And then we have half time and then we, and then we reverse it. And then at the end we review. So it's learning, but also because people approach these things in very different ways. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end we, and then the, and at the end we get a winner, right? I, so we'll sit, we'll WordPress world series. I think that format. Well, if, if the world means actually the world, then I might be interested. It definitely means the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's another fun format I want to get going. Um, so there's lots of, lots of fun ideas coming along. So if, if, if you weren't allowed, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this as the last question. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're running up in the hour. Um, if you weren't allowed to talk about blocks or project Gutenberg in any way, shape or form on your channel, what would you then focus on? Does it have to be WordPress? Yes. Oh, that's limiting. Um, there's so much more though. Anything else? I would, um, I, what would I talk about? That's a great question. I would probably talk about, well, I don't know. I'd have to think about if I just think about YouTube, right. I'd have to think about what, what, what makes this interesting must see content. Yeah. So I think a lot of people. I've tried to view work, um, the stuff I create on, um, WordPress on YouTube is like, like I, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. I I've watched more YouTube. I love YouTube. I, I, I consume more YouTube than any other media. I absolutely love the platform. So I, and I always view it as like, you've got to create content, whatever it is that's, you know, it's going to make me click on that thumbnail rather than mm -hmm. Rick Biotto's music review of Coldplay or. Rick Shields, golf fifty. This is some of the people I follow on YouTube. Or oh, Rick Shields, <laughs> um, golf video. Where he's playing golf in Dubai at night, or wild camping. I've got a bit of a thing about wild camping videos. Yeah, yeah. or oh, people walking over Scottish mountains. So I think whatever it is, and I don't know. I'd have to think about what what is the, what is that interesting content that I could create around WordPress that would make that would make it interesting for people. So I don't know what that is off the cuff, but that, that would be the, be the starting point, really. The sort of angle you would approach. Yeah. And there's loads, you know, I love WordPress. There's loads of angles, um, you could take, but it would have to be, and also, uh, if you create that content, can you, I mean, brutally, can you monetize it? Will sponsors be interested in, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, what associated with that content? Yeah. Yeah. That's the. That makes sense. Um, I, I, I think there are actually quite a few. Um, so it, here's an interesting thing. I'm not going to do it, but here's an interesting that I thought of that is somewhat along those lines. Uh, yeah. Examples that you gave, um, like a proper vlog type of, um, yeah. Talk about WordPress, like the stuff that you encounter. Yeah. The stuff that you, um, you know, we, we, we both are reasonably n not young people anymore so we've seen a few things we've learned a few things yeah. that are very normal to us uh and i'm not even talking just web development and all the terminology that goes into it but the stuff that you encounter uh, do you know i'd love to i mean that is a great point and what I, one idea i did have is that i would be funded by someone to just travel the world and talk work and and talk WordPress yeah, around all these stories and covering that, all these stories. That's, that's essentially my idea. So the, you know, I'm stealing that because that's, uh, anyone wants to sponsor that. <laughs> Amy at PootlePress.com. I'm, I'm there. Just, I'm going to just wanna... part out and say that I am intending to do this. <laughs> I, uh, I love travel. I love WordPress and telling stories around WordPress of, um, Matt, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> you got my, my contact information. Yeah. But I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And, um, telling the yeah, story, so the, 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 the vlogging thing, if you look at, so, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do a lot of weird stuff with heavyweights. Um, I know one of the, uh, yeah, uh, one of the people that has risen, uh, in the last, uh, two years 
um, and if you've if you're not into bodybuilding and strength training and all of that, then you've never heard of him. But Sam Sulik is a wonderful. Yeah, example. yeah, I followed him, so I know his I know his stuff. He's crazy because the only thing he does, all the things, the only thing he does is uh, vlog every single session and workout and talk about how that went. Just simple that. Which that's is that's what I love about YouTube, though, right? You have this, to have you have this incredibly unedited, yeah, honest, the authentic content. That he has it's millions, yeah, millions. It's incredible how many because they they love watching. him and they love his story and his authentic. He's exactly. just telling it, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. So that's I think let's do that, Ramkus. Let's get a camper van, WordPress logo on the side, sponsored by. I. I I, we tell I, could, the I, I actually could get excited about that, but we ha we would have to sleep separately. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I snore, so this is. Protected. I'll be I'll be in a boutique hotel, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> we have ourselves a deal, sir. Cool. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Silver.